The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend. There is a season Welcome to There is a Season, the Bob and Gloria show, and the show that's all about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thanks for being with us this week. This is the place where we talk about the seasons of your life and strive to provide better understanding and insights in matters of health, caregiving, relationships, lifestyle changes, and more. You know, you can enjoy this program today and uh, any other one we've done and share a podcast of the program through all your favorite podcast sites. There's almost too many to mention. Uh, you can also find them at thereisaseasonshow.com, our website, thereisaseasonshow.com. Don't forget the word show in there. Uh, and, of course, just if you're looking someplace else, just type in there is a season in today's date if you'd like to hear this program again. So you can also just drop us a note, too, at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. Or when you visit our site, just fill out our handy-dandy form under the In Touch tab. Now, today we encourage you to listen closely and invite others to listen no matter where they are. And we've made it easy if you'd like to join us in the conversation. Just call 937-457-1290. That's 937-457-1290. So we're always hearing about the employment figures, right? Or should I say the unemployment figures. And according to the stats, things have not been this good in decades. There's even a significant gap in between the available jobs in certain fields and the available talent in any given market around the country. So generally, if you're in your prime working years, there's quite a few companies out there looking to hire. Now, if you're not in your prime or traditional working years, let's say you're working later in life because you need the extra income or you've just got to get out of the house or your significant other wants you out of the house. <laughs> I bet that happens. There's yeah. always that possibility, isn't it in there, Bob? Then there are quite a few employers interested in people who want to show up on time, be ready to serve, and ready to provide quality work. And on this program over the years, we've talked about these topics and in some cases tried uh, or, or, or sort of tied these conversations into the whole issue of, you know, schooling. What's the right type of schooling or training? Should everybody go to college? Should you be looking at an apprenticeship if you're in a certain career uh, in a high-demand technical field rather than a traditional degree? But today, we're going to look at things a little differently. We want to tease out another area of conversation with regard to the topic of work and careers. Yes, we'd like to know, especially for those who have been in the work world for a while now, let's say you're in your 50s or 60s or even older, did you change a career later in life? Maybe you were 20 or 30 years at something in which you succeeded at and made a decent living, but you just need to change or something in your circumstances made big changes for you. Just think about how many people uh, in this and other communities have gone through in the past, you know, downsizing or right sizing or what have you. I've met many professionals who were cruising along 
into their second or third decade in a career or, or possibly that career even with one employer only to see a job disappear. And maybe the company moved. You know, we've had that here in our area. Big companies move away. Mm-hmm. Maybe the company folded up. Maybe the industry radically changed. Uh, or maybe a personal or a family or a health concern made it such that whatever you were doing before, you couldn't do anymore. So what new career, if any, did you start? Did you start a business? Did you go back to school? Did you relocate? What did you do technically and in terms of education to equip yourself for that new chapter? And what got you there emotionally? I'm sure there are listeners who have um, all sorts of responses to these questions, but I'm always intrigued with that emotional or self-esteem component. You know how we've talked about that before? You spend a lot of time building your career um, maybe, maybe you get good at this or that, uh, and that can usually lead to more pay, more responsibility, maybe more reputation and so forth, such that uh, we often, and, and I would think you, you've even said this is probably more men than women, we often think that a, a career position is synonymous with our identity. You know, hi, I'm Bob. I'm the assistant VP of such and such. Then someday I can't say that anymore. I can't be that anymore. Well, what does that feel like? And where do I go next? There are a lot of things that we've touched on that we've talked about continuing education and training on this program. There are a lot of people who have gone through a kind of mourning, like you said, Bob, for their previous professional selves. And a lot of people tell us it's not easy. No, it's not. So while you're cogitating on that, um, and you think about calling us today at 457-1290, we're going to share a great article we found about this whole idea. It's called 28 Ways to Prepare for a New Career Later in Life. Now, we're going to tell you up front, we're not going to get to all 28, but there's some really good stuff in here. So if you've, you know, you've had some work under the belt already, now you've, you've been doing this for a while, and you decided to change at some point uh, later in your, your life, for whatever reason, like we said, it could have been personal, could have been family, maybe your company, you know, went down uh, the tubes and so forth, and you face this, we'd love to hear from you today. And we've got a few things we'd like you to think about. Um, We'll tell you how you can get this article a little bit later on. So the first thing uh, is really you have to do a good assessment of your marketable skills, right? It's fine to say you're good with people. You know, it's fine to say I've always been good at this or that, but you have to look at what the market wants out there and say, do I have marketable skills? So do an honest assessment of these skills, according to HR professionals. And this can include itemizing your hard and soft talents, everything from think about how you could turn, you know, what you've done in the past, maybe into a customer service role. Think about your technical skills, your management skills. A lot of times people underestimate that. Um, We focus so much on the technical part of employment in this, this country, but a lot of people have experience just working with people and problems. Think about your writing skills, your communication skills. Um, how, how good are you with interpersonal communication? How good are you at organizing things? Forget about your age and focus on your experience, the wealth of experience you have. And to ensure that you transition to a, the right field, make certain, certain that you love performing some of these things that you've just assessed. What else can you do? You can build out your professional network in advance. Kim Bohr said she made a mid-career transition herself and now works professionals in the same shoes. 
Her top tip for those she works with is to build your professional network before you need it. She says for most people, this is about investing the time to understand who is in their network currently, what areas are they considering transitioning to, and do they have contacts in those new areas? And there are some nuts and bolts things you're going to hear about today that a lot of people have done and some people haven't done. And they say, well, why should I bother doing that? And it's just one of the ways that in today's world, you have to have, uh, for lack of a better term, maybe your driver's license. You've got to have some way of identifying yourself quickly in, you know, in terms of marketing your skills and so forth. So one of them is create a LinkedIn profile. If you're not familiar with LinkedIn, it is sort of the professional version of, say, Facebook uh, where you're able to go out there and essentially put down your career. But it also allows you to start to connect with people um, in various circles of influence. So you know somebody, they know somebody, that person knows somebody else. And you can become known because there are regular searches that go on within LinkedIn for talent. And it helps you kind of dig around and find other people you might know uh, and suddenly go, hey, maybe that's a connection for me down the road. What else is a nuts and bolts thing you have to do? You should refresh your resume. Now, it should go without saying that updating your resume is also an important part of embarking on a career transition. Make sure your resume is up to snuff, says Laura McAdams, who is a career advisor and a hiring manager at Resume Companion. Update your resume with any new achievements as well any new skills that you've picked up along the way. You might even consider hiring a professional to help with your resume revamp. And there are countless top-notch professionals available who can assess assess your career to date and help you decide which skills to highlight and which experiences to eliminate from the resume altogether. I think some people put too much stuff in the resume. I've probably been guilty of that in the past. And as a matter of fact, I used to remember hiring. uh, I was one of these people, but I remember also having to hire some people who come out of college with like a four or five page resume. And you're thinking, you haven't done anything yet. Yeah, you know? I mean, what I hear is the resume is nice, but it's somewhat becoming a thing of the past. People just want to know your most current thing and what your skills are. Right. Where I mean, where you excel. They don't want to, they don't care about your past 20 years and all the details. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so you can get lost in a lot of that. Yeah, have lost to, in the weeds. You know, debate about it and defend yeah. it and all that. All right, so you, we talked about marketable skills before, but also do a self-audit and engage your friends in evaluating what you're really good at and what, you, what, what they've seen you excel in or what they've seen you enjoy over the years. Beyond the assessment of your marketable skills, what are you passionate about? What do you do best? This can be a challenge sometimes uh, because a lot of times we're very, very critical of ourselves and we don't always see what our strengths have been over time. But according to experts, this is a great way to learn what value others see you bringing and to establish a starting place for where you may want to begin exploring something new. The other thing that you can do is, um, I think this is a great idea, truly identify what you loved and hated about any previous job that you had. So similar to the self-audit, as you embark on a transition effort, Sit down, make a detailed list of what you liked about your previous career or past careers and what you didn't like. Write down what you would like to have in a future career. So this approach can help you ensure that you're making an informed decision and that you enjoy your new path more than the path that you left. So are all of these going to work for everybody? Not necessarily. Maybe you don't need a LinkedIn page. Maybe you'll get by without the resume. As Gloria said, maybe it's not 
as as needed in, in every career uh, or in every situation. But we've got plenty of things on this list. We're talking about how to prepare for a new career later in life. We'd also like to hear what your experience has been if you've been here. Did you change up something late in the game? Are you still rethinking a new career at this point? What are you going to do? How are you coming up with the answer? How do you get to, yeah, I can do this? 457-1290 to join us today. 937-457-1290 when we continue. You are listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There's a Season. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan for 937-457-1290 if you'd like to share your thoughts today. Yes, uh, Gloria reminded me, it's got to be 937 now in front of everything all the time. All the time, right? So if you've got a phone number somewhere in your cell phone that doesn't put that in automatically, just remember you got to stick it in there now. What career change did you make later in life? Okay, you can define later. You know, what later in life means. But we'd certainly like to hear from anyone who maybe worked for a while, maybe while raising kids or or doing something else, some other career for a decade or two. We'd like to know why you changed careers uh, and what was the change? What's gone on since? Let's welcome Jackie to the show. Jackie, welcome to There is a Season. Hi. How you doing? Fine. How are you? All right. What changes uh, have you faced in your career? What change did you make? Well, once my kids were grown and out of high school, when they were smaller, I just worked any job I could while the hours that my kids were in school. Um, I also never received my high school diploma or had achieved a GED. So my kids attended Miami Valley CTC, which is in our area, which is a career tech school. Mm -hmm. And they also have an adult education building as well. Well, I realized that the adult education building offered a course for adult diploma as well as while you're taking those classes, you can achieve a career path as well. So I'd spent a whole year going to classes to get that completed, and I did. And then once I was finished with that, and I, I actually received a true high school diploma, not just a GED. Um, I also joined um, and went back to school, which I'm now attending, and I will attend from January to December. And when I'm finished, I will have earned a certification in um, ophthalmic assistant. Good for you. I care. So the reason was, one, my kids are grown now, so I have time. And two, I needed something where I make more money. Um, I've worked in a specific company for quite a number of years, but I'm just not making very much of an income. So I wanted to have a better income plus better benefits. Are you excited then about all that? I am elated with excitement. (laughs) That's terrific. That's terrific. Were you afraid? You know, I really, when I first started the, the adult diploma program, I was a little apprehensive because I'm 47 And so I have been out of school for 20-some years at the time. And I was literally in there with people from 18 to 45. So it was very diverse, and it was very accepting of everyone. And everybody helped everybody in there. There was no judgment. 
I, I really do recommend anybody that's looking to look into Miami Valley CTC adult education. They have a great um, system where they work with you. Um, the, the fees are not as high as going to college. It doesn't take as long as going to a college. And again, it's very diverse. The course I take now, there's you know, 20s, 30s, and then 40s are in that same course. So it's very nice. That's fantastic. The old adage, it is never too late. That is so true. Uh, I think people get stuck in a lot of bad habits, and then they just say, oh, I'm afraid, or I don't want to do this, but kudos to you. Kudos to you. That's right. (laughs) You're you're not. too old to learn anything new. That's right. And it's always great if you can improve the quality of your financial life. That's right. Yeah, as as we said in the opening, you have to forget your age. You just have to kind of throw that out the window and say, if you're interested, (laughs) how can I make this happen? That's right. And I'm going to be in a healthcare field. And I've always told my kids, if you get into any field that has anything to do with the healthcare yes. system, you will always have work. That's, that's right. That's right. Well, congratulations. And thanks for the great call. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jackie. Take care. Mm-hmm. Four five seven twelve ninety. We're talking today about careers later in life. And if you've got a thought, you can uh, give us a call here and jump on board. Let's talk to Sharon. Sharon, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you very much. And I really enjoy your show. Um, I worked for the Air Force as a civilian. And when I had 25 years, um, they offered incentive because uh, to uh, retire. And I was uh, 48. So I had to take a penalty on my retirement. But I was felt like I was under a lot of stress there. And so I thought, well, I'll take something, I'll do something that is a little more flexible. <laughs> and uh, I have been a realtor for 20 years. Um, but for myself, uh, that was not stress-free because I cared that, you know, I find the right house for somebody or I could sell their house or whatever. And um, now um, I've thought I should have or would have, could have, maybe worked for the airlines in some capacity that Mm -hmm. I had uh, experience with the Air Force. And um, now that we'd like to travel and everything, that would have been a big bonus for flying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, I... um, I was glad that I retired when I did, and uh, and I'm, you know, have have uh, a new career and everything was not a problem. <laughs> That's terrific. That's terrific. It it never stops. It never hurts to continue to think of new ways to reinvent yourself and keep going. Right, and uh, so I would encourage anybody who who can to uh, do follow your advice and and uh, get a. a different career. Alrighty. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, Sharon. When we come back, we'll talk more about career changes later in life. Does the thought terrify you? Or are you hoping you can make it to retirement with having to make a change so late? And how often does it work out anyway? We'll tell you next, right after the news. Plus, take your calls to 937-457-1290 when we continue. You're listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
Welcome back to There is a Season with Bob and Gloria, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan, 457-1290 to join the conversation. And there is always a line open for you. It's right here. That was several lines, actually, right there. So according to the experts, the average American changes jobs 10 to 15 times in a lifetime. I don't know if that's... Uh, think back Maybe to, nowadays. When, when we were younger, I think it was 10 to 15 times by the time we were 22 or something, when you consider all the little things you do yeah. uh, in the early uh, years. But usually, after you've honed a few skills and gotten known for being pretty good at something, you make that your career. Sometimes it's a decade or two or three. But have you ever thought about a change later in the game? Has anything ever forced you to consider a change? later in the game. And that's what we're talking about today. 457-1290. Let's welcome Mark, who has been waiting. Mark, welcome to There is a Season. Yeah, hello, Bob and Gloria. Mark here. How are you? Good. Thank you. We're fine. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I just wanted to share my, my story. Uh, it's not the greatest success story, but certainly I'm, I'm very proud of what happened. Uh, I, I had worked for Beneficial Corporation in New Jersey for about 25 years, and uh, they got laid off because of an acquisition. Uh, due to a competitor, uh, and I was able to get my undergraduate degree at 44 years old, um, and I, I just had to leverage the skill set that I had and was fortunate to get into clinical trials uh, on the pharmaceutical research side. Mm. Um, I heard the story of a previous caller who's still working on our education, and uh, I, I just wanted to encourage people to do that. That uh, I didn't think I could. Uh, uh, get an education through college, and I ended up graduating uh, uh, magna cum laude. Uh, Congratulations. So, uh, th- thank you. Uh, and at uh, 50 years old, I didn't quite know where or what was to become of me. I expected I'd be working the rest of my life, and 15 years later, I'm retired. Wow, that's a great story. Yeah, I mean, we have so much uh, focus in this country on doing it a certain way. We've talked a lot about the whole college industry and this sense that you got to have it all figured out and nailed down in your 20s, uh, and that's not true. No, I mean, it like it really truly is never too late to go back to school, and um, our last two callers have proven that. Well, uh, I, I certainly encourage people to do it and, and not to think – uh, that, that it's not surmountable because in my case uh, I thought certainly it was and it was not so uh, keep, keep at it people and, and uh, enjoy your education yeah and people are working a lot later nowadays you know into their 70s um, finding out that retirement's not always what it's all cracked up to be right people get bored and so uh, if you're 50 go to school learn something new well, uh- or a trade. Yeah, I'm not 50 yeah. now anymore. <laughs> right, but when <laughs> you started, you were, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, that's great. And and uh, I'm able now to give back to the Montgomery County uh, community. Uh, I'm a, uh, an advocate for kids uh, in the in the court system. Wow. That's terrific. Well, we appreciate you sharing your story with us, Mark. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thank you. Take care now. Four five seven twelve ninety. As we talk about careers later in life, how did you get where you are? Uh, were you forced there by something that happened outside beyond your control, or did you just get bored of things, or or say, "Gosh, there's got to be something more in life"? 
Uh, what did you want? How did you get to this point? And what are you looking at doing in the future? Let's talk to Cameron, who's been waiting uh, patiently. Cameron, welcome to There is a Season. Hey, thanks, Bob. How are you today? Good. How are you? I am well, thanks. Bob, i got a pretty long story. I'm uh, right around 50 right now and had basically three careers throughout my life. Uh, first 20 years of my life, I uh, used my degree and uh, I had, a, had an administrative career in nonprofits, uh, all the way from arts organizations down to uh, credit unions, and uh, gave that up at about the right age of 40. <laughs> and I gave that up. My wife and I had the been foster parents for quite some time. We were getting ready to adopt a couple of uh, young ladies, and I wanted to spend more time with them, so I was looking for something flexible, and uh, ended up being a uh, route owner, a route operator here in the area for uh, a major convenience store, and uh, that went really well uh, until I had a health condition pop up a couple years ago. Um, spent the last couple years recovering, and I am in the process of going back to work, and I have no idea how to, when to, where to, or why to. <laughs> well, feel, we, we've I often said, out there, 50. <laughs> you know, you get to a point and you sometimes, you know, what, what's the thing that um, Dave Ramsey has sometimes he's, said? He's desperva- desperation provides motivation. Yeah. And sometimes until you're desperate, you're not motivated to make a change or to do something. But the, Absolutely. Yeah, but the, but the thing of it is, and at least what we're trying to attempt to do here, is that uh, the, the, the hard part about, you know, being in a desperate situation or having a big change happen to you is that it, it is a blow to you. You know, you kind of take it emotionally and you almost have to, I, I've used the phrase in the past, act in your own best interest or act outside of yourself and treat yourself as your own client and say, okay, well, I'm going to feel this way or that way about the situation. Some days I might feel great. Other days I'm going to feel lousy, but I have to do these several steps right now, which makes sense. And that's sure. some of what we're talking about today in this article. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not, uh, I'm not extremely anxious about it. I've, you know, I've, I've been through it before. A few times I've uh, changed careers and jobs. Um, kind of also excited about it in some way, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's new. And I think we all struggle with something new. And, and uh, I think figuring that out of, I'll just be a, a, an act of motivation, as, as Gloria said. So. Well, I hope some of what we're talking about today is, uh, is something you can uh, put away in, in the memory banks here or maybe even put to use uh, in the coming weeks. I hope so, too. I just wanted to share. Guys, thanks for your time. Thanks Thank a you lot, for Cameron. Calling. Good luck to you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. 937-457-1290 as we talk about careers later in life. So you know, you asked before, Bob, about how often it works out. Now, of course, everyone having a career change work out can mean different things to different people, right? Not everybody lucks into that perfect new career or has that franchise idea that goes gangbusters. But there was a study done on this. So the study was the New Careers for Older Workers study, and it was conducted by the American Institute for Economic Research. And they found that 82% of the survey participants who made a career change after the age of 45 were indeed successful in their transition. What's more, these individuals reported that they were happier in their new positions, with many earning more than they did previously after the switch. Wow. Wow. So I, I don't know the sample size on, on that particular study or how to quantify late-in-life career changes you know, for the po- whole population, but that seems like a significant percentage of people 
who were able to put aside, you know, some of the normal concerns about how to keep, you know, making a living and am I qualified and so forth. In other words, it's that, that study shows it was worth it. It was worth it ultimately. Right. right. You know. So, I mean, is is it worth it to you? Have you uh, have you gone uh, over the line? Have you f- found a way to change things up late in the game? Um, you feel you're nuts for even attempting this. Um, you know, you may come to a point in your life where you've got a pretty good understanding of what you've done, what you've been successful in. And sometimes that can lock us into a certain way of thinking or saying, gee, I can only ever do this type of career. But maybe there's something else. Today, we're talking about 28 ways to prepare for a new career change uh, later in life. And we're not going to get all of them done here, but we have a few more we'd like to share with you here before we're gone today. So what's one more that people can consider? Well, you need to take stock of your current financial reality and your needs in that arena. So ask yourself, is there a certain income level that you require, such as to maintain your lifestyle or meet other economic obligations? Keep this in mind as you consider career options. Um, If money is not an issue, your options are open. Another thing you need to do is to audit your professional network. Now, you may not think you have a professional network, but if you've worked at all, even if you haven't been in a big company where there was two, three hundred or two or three thousand employees, there is somebody you've worked with, other vendors, other suppliers and so forth. And so as you're doing this self-audit and so forth, it's time to kind of look at your professional network and say, you know, based on my strengths and interests, what are some other industries or companies I might want to learn more about? Are there things, are there companies and people you know who might offer some new direction, new channel to what you're doing uh, in the course of this whole discovery? Uh, What's something else you can do? So once you've narrowed down the list of potential careers, you will want to start requesting some informational interviews and or conversations with those um, that are in you know positions where you would be interested in working. You can also ask the people in your network who they might know that would be open to maybe just a 20-minute conversation to learn more about the company that they work for or the industry that they're in. Now, if you're in an area that you're exploring is outside of your network altogether, search for recruiters on LinkedIn who are usually, you know, with the companies that you're interested in exploring and send a note asking for an exploratory interview or conversation. And if if anybody worth their salt, you know, in in any part of business is should be open to that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. They should be in some ways even flattered that you'd be in touch with them to ask for informational thing. No pressure. I just need to learn. Uh, it sends a good message because it shows a real interest. Yeah. And and we've all been there at some point. You know, you never know when you're the person who's right. uh, being asked for the interview, where you, whether you might be in those shoes yeah. later on. Also, update your skills. This may seem simple enough, but you can't keep going along sometimes in, in, in life and say, well, gee, I'm never going to learn this. I was never good at computers. I can't do this. I don't know anything about Excel or whatever. whatever. There are some basic skill sets that you can learn or at least learn a little bit about that become a bullet on your resume, that becomes something you can say yes to when you're answering an interview question. Do you know anything about this or that? 457-1290 as we talk about careers later in life, let's welcome Shauna to the program. Shauna, you're on There is a Season. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, my story is a little bit different in the sense that um, I grew up in Hamilton, Ohio, And I didn't have a really great childhood, but I always knew I wanted to be more 
than what I was shown. Mm-hmm. And in high school, where we had um, lived in Florida for a while, I discovered uh, Air Force Junior ROTC. So for the four years I was in high school, I was in the ROTC. And I really loved that part of uh, my schooling. So when graduation came, I was still 16. I uh, wasn't, I was pretty early. Uh, My mom had agreed to let me go into the service. Mm -hmm. And at the time, at the time, uh, the United States military was offering the uh, Army GI Bill and the Army College Fund. So, and it doesn't sound like a lot of money right now, but I got uh, probably about $28,000 for college. Wow. That's not not (laughs) bad. (laughs) No. And so I knew when I got out, I was going to go to school because that's something I promised my mother that I would go to school. And so as things would have it, I met a wonderful man. Uh, We got married. I had kids. And so the school kind of went on the back burner for a little while. I got out of the service, and then um, a tragic thing happened to my mother, and um, a drunk driver, you know, had uh, hit her in a crosswalk, and she perished. I'm so sorry. And that had uh, got me thinking and churning, you know, here I am in my uh, 20s. What am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do with my kids? Uh, What am I going to do if my husband who is always going off onto these really um, dangerous missions, how am I going to take care of my family? Mm-hmm. So uh, one day I was standing in line to pick up my son in kindergarten, and a young lady was standing there with a chemistry book in her hand. And I looked at her and I said, um, what is that? What are you learning? And she was telling me that um, she's going to school to be a medical laboratory scientist, a person who works in the lab. Hmm. And so um, I started asking questions, and I went to the library, because that's what you did at the time. I <laughs> went to the library, and I went to the school, and I started asking questions. And basically what got me was the fact that a person who works in a lab is a person who does the lab analysis, the mm-hmm. lab testing. Right. And it, a light bulb came on at that time, and it just said, I, the man who hit my mother was drunk, but by the time they got to draw his blood and analyzed his stuff, he was barely legal. And so he got off mm-hmm. on a technicality. So. And I knew that's something that I wanted to do with my life, was to help other families. So, how did, um, so have you gone into? Huh? We're gonna have to go to a break here, but I wanted to find out. Okay. So, did you get there? Is this something you're doing now? Yes, yes, I am. Oh, well, congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> so, Thank how you. do you feel on the other? We got about thirty seconds. How do you feel on the other side of this change now? Having it's wonderful. I, I just, I love it. I'm 51 years old. Um, I still want to keep doing that because, to me, helping people is just it feels so right. Well, that's a that's a it's, it's that's a story that's bittersweet. You've got some tragedy in there, obviously, but personally, it sounds like you've come through a lot and gotten to a place in your life where you, you feel good about knowing you're helping people every day. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing right. it with us. 
Thank you. Take care and good uh-huh. luck. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. When we come back, we're going to have some resources to share with you. We've also got John waiting patiently on the line. We'll come back with him and some great things for you to write down, other sites for you to check out as you look at this whole topic of careers later in life. You are listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. We've been talking about career changes later in life. I'd like you to write down a couple of these websites here. We've got some good resources for you. The article we've been talking about is 28 Ways to Prepare for a New Career Later in Life. And the article was found at blog.cheapism.com. So it's the cheapism.com site. And uh, if you put in that title, 28 Ways to Prepare for a Career Change Later in Life, you'll find it. There's also another one, a companion piece called uh, the top 10 careers for women over 50. And if you want to drill down a little bit and talk about just the, the aspect for women, there's uh, there's an article there for you. AARP has an article called Great Second Careers. Forbes.com has an article, Five Myths About Changing Careers Later in Life. And of course, if you haven't caught any of these here, uh, we'll point you to our website and our email here in just a second. Want to squeeze in John if we can, our last caller. John, welcome to There's a Season. We got about thirty seconds. Okay, I'm trying to make it really fast. Okay. I I graduated high school, top of my class in graphic arts. Uh, basically, I was a press operator for twenty eight years after that. But the company I worked for uh, decided to go bankrupt. So after I left. I decided to open my own shop, and I had that for several years, did very well, but then uh, got out of that, and uh, I tried to get a job, and what, they, what I found out is I couldn't, do, I couldn't do anything without a college degree, so I had to go back to college. What are you doing now, John? Right now, I'm a missionary. Wow, oh. that, is a, that is a change. Working yeah, for I, the Lord. I, my wife and I have traveled several foreign countries and and uh, saw a lot of things, a lot of starvation, and tried to bring food to the to the hungry. Well, you certainly made a big change. I wish we had a little more time for your story, but thank you for holding on. And and you are an inspiration, at least to uh, to those yeah. who are thinking about making a change later in life. Thank you for calling today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Well, that's all the time we have for you today. Check out our website, thereisaseasonshow.com. Write to us at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. And remember, we're here for you at all times and uh, want to hear you again next week. So be, be sure to join us at the same time on Saturday morning. You've been listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Have a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.